Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. G'day, I'm Rin MacDonald. Hey, Rin. I believe we've talked a number of times, but we've never actually, you know, we've, I always say the Hollywood, do you know the Hollywood Square Singer? Was that an American only TV show? You used to have this yeah. TV show, you know, Zoom call, right? We used to have a TV show that like that. This is how ridiculous Americans are. We had a three by three grid and you basically, they played tic-tac-toe, the contestants did play tic-tac-toe and you would like ask the guy in the top left corner they had to answer a question right and then you get your x or your o so it was like an interactive tic-tac-toe but where am i going with this nice. hollywood squares it was called so now every time i get into zoom call i have flashbacks to when i was a little kid and my family watching hollywood squares anyway i'm wasting rin's time <laughs> no you're not, not we were talking trivia. <laughs> brilliant trivia of american tv <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have been watching, no, we're not, I've been watching, uh, there's a TV show from Melbourne that ran like seven seasons and it's not uh, siblings. Terrible soapy drama. I love that kind of TV. Anyway, <laughs> I, think film, I think that was filmed in Melbourne. Anyway, we were talking before I pressed record and started wasting everybody's lives. And I asked people like podcasting and you launched into a lovely discussion. And then I went, stop, <laughs> lovely discussion about invitation and you started talking about how having conversations with people is an invitation to them and about how you had to change and grow to maybe get better at it. That's me putting words in your mouth there. <laughs> so I'm just wondering when you started talking to people and then as you've gone further along and particularly having seen other people pick up the baton and learn to podcast, like how have you seen yourself change as you've tried to intentionally create an invitation and maybe how do you see people discover oh this is an opportunity for an invitation yeah nice way of framing that question and putting me on the hook there thank you and thank you <laughs> personally as well for, for inviting me on on the podcast i've enjoyed listening to to you and even just now yeah your voice is so soothing i think why you started on that uh, american television bit of trivia there was because yeah we've been on quite a few zoom calls but this is sort of the first one-on-one -on -one that we've ever had yeah. so thank you to address the question yeah i started i started podcasting a few years ago and i would always consider myself a good listener and a, and a good communicator but until you're i mean there's many ways i think to get better at it but podcasting for me has changed the way that i've been able to to communicate and to listen and listening is a massive part of of communicating effectively with someone right you can't mm -hmm. you can't sit there and and think about what you're going to say next because you don't know what's coming if you ask you know the question and you know there's many ways to ask questions but i i like to kick things off on my podcast with an open-ended question which is like very similar to what you've just done now um and see where it leads us and you know, my first few episodes, my first ever episode that I recorded was was with my mum, and the second was with one of my sisters, my younger sister, who was 11 at the time. She's 14 now. And, you know, I had quite a few questions, but the things that came from just the first couple in those, you know, conversations, in those interviews, if, we'd, mm -hmm. if we call it that, really showed me that, you know, if I just ask a, a good question to begin the answer from that person, if I'm actively listening, can then lead the conversation from there. And, you know, we have conversations every day as humans. Um, I'd like to think, you know, everyone is, is actively listening, but everyone has things going on in their lives, right? And I'm so aware of that now <laughs> with these crazy COVID times, right? 
there's so many things us as humans are, are juggling with on a day-to-day basis. But if you ask the right question and, and actively listen, you know, you don't have to come prepared with, you know, maybe I can say this, like a random thought now that I'm, I'm going off on when I first started dating when I was younger, right? You get nervous when you go on a date. And maybe right. how, how like, am I being, how is this landing? How am I coming across? What are they thinking? Yeah. And then like, do I need to prepare like questions or topics that I should talk about? <laughs> or like have these stories that I should tell to like sound cooler or, or something like that. And, you know, it sounds ridiculous. Like now I'm 28. I've had a lot more experience dating. Right. But it sounds ridiculous like that, but I can also understand why you might do that. Cause you get nervous and you do these things, but as of as I've grown through podcasting and as of I've had more, you know, incredible conversations with people, those are some of the things I've learned. Hmm. There's a big piece. Um, one of the things I love about this particular project, this show, is I'm talking to other crazy people who love podcasting. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we can meta all the way. And and they don't like look at me like I have what? And uh, sometimes yeah, uh, so you know, you and I know each other from podcasting, from the podcasting workshop, from the podcasting fellowship, mm. and we always, eventually, you see students go, "What's a good question?" And then I go, "Like, you know, you are, you know, like that's a rabbit hole." And so sometimes I think it helps to tell people who are trying to have a good conversation, whether or not they're recording it, to tell people, ask a an open ended question, give them something. I like the ice skating metaphor. I don't know where I got it from. Um, give them ice. You know, they brought the skates. Just give them something to push off of. Yeah, right. And then that gives them like they can go anywhere they want with your question. But if you give them an open-ended question, it's it's good for them. But I'm also finding I've done I've done a few. I'm also finding that sometimes it works really well to give them a really concise question, one that should be a yes or no answer. Um, so I've found myself asking. So in the beginning, I would be like, ramble, 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 ramble. Oh, crap. How I'm supposed to end with a question. And I would just like stick a question mark on the end. So what do you think about that? You know, and, and people would just be like, um, there are too many things there for me to pick at. Mm. So sometimes I feel like if you ask the wrong person an open-ended question, they still kind of freeze a little bit because in their mind, they have some, you know, they have a whole, imagine this, they have a whole life in there. Like there's a whole <laughs> I, there's a whole id. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm, I'm kind of doing it to you now sort of on purpose. Like you're just like watching Craig, you know, see Craig think. And then, <laughs> so I've found now that when I find that I've rambled off or wandered into the weeds, instead of feeling like, Oh, look what I've done. Instead I go, Oh, you know, like, Hey, do you have that same experience? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, see that like meta it works, right? Like if I ask you a very simple question, you could just say yes or no. But nobody ever does. I, I want you to go with that train of thought, but I want to point out people listening, like exposing what one is thinking and then going, does that happen to you? You know, or like a really simple question. People can go to big spaces, which I'm hoping you haven't lost your train of thought. People can go to big spaces off a simple question if, you're, if you've been vulnerable before you ask a simple question. So does that happen to you? Yeah. And I think what's at the crux of what you're saying there is like, it is a simple question that you end with, but you're sharing your experience. And when you share, when you are vulnerable, right, that's, you know, we can call it, that's what podcasting is, but that's what, that's what being a human is. That's what, yes. yeah, what, what the point of life is, is what I've, you know, come to realize in the past few years, it's so important to, to share and, 
I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go as far as asserting that it's what you have to do in order to receive, but it almost is, right? You have to yeah. give in order to, in order to receive. Certainly, and, certainly yeah. the shortcut, right? The shortcut is do the work, right? And that's doing the work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, first interview was with my mum in 2018, November 2018. So almost three years since then. I've had quite a few conversations with my mother, as you might, you know, imagine. Yeah. And I mentioned this before we started recording. I put a microphone in front of her face. We sat down in her living room at the family home and I hit record. And what came was something that she'd never told me. And it came toward the end of the conversation and I wouldn't say it changed my life because the impact that it, sort of her sharing it, it, it had already, it had happened years, years before. It happened, something that had happened prior to me being born and it hasn't really changed my outlook, but it was interesting to see the impact that it had on her in sharing it with me and something that, you know, possibly had been burdening her for for many years. Not that it impacted me directly, but it was it was something that clearly she didn't feel like prior to that she could communicate. Could you? Yeah. Or maybe so, that you maybe that you she felt that you weren't yet ready. You know, there may have been some like what had never occurred to her that you might be the kind of person who would want to hear that or could hear that. Yeah. Just yeah. thinking out loud. No, you're you're totally right. And not to keep people in a mystery, I'll I'll share. But if you wanted to check out the podcast, it's the Hope Initiative and you know, episode one with my mum and the open-ended question that I kick things off was something that she always said to me. And she was like, you know, life didn't begin when you were born. And it was, you know, a rhetorical question. I'm aware of that. But, <laughs> you know, it's her way of saying like, hey, I was 28 when you were born. I had this whole life. Um, but now she's had like multiple lives within this, in this one life. And I'm obviously one part of that for her. Um, you know, I, I don't have kids. <laughs> when my parents were my age they had me so yeah. like, it's that's quite meta in a in a sense where i'm just like sitting here talking to my mum about this thing but what ultimately came out was that um her dad uh they were dutch my my opa he had had an affair with my oma um on he had an affair um with another woman and my mum found this out i think a few days before her 21st birthday and sort of had to keep the family together in some sense she had two older brothers and you know that's something that she'd carried with her and she'd never felt like maybe that it was the right time to tell me or just like it would probably be a random thing just sitting me down one day and going hey yeah where does this fit in right <laughs> yeah it, and it doesn't so it makes sense but you know i don't think any of my cousins knew none of my brothers sisters knew you know so mm -hmm. Um, I was the eldest from that side of the family in terms of, of grandchildren. So um, it sort of came out to the cousins then. But um, it's, just, it's just crazy what happens when you put a microphone in front of someone's face. Like I said, it's, it's like magic. And people will share some really incredible things with you. I could go on about this and I could share a similar story with every podcast guest that I've had on the Hope Initiative um, in the in the past, you know, couple of years. So it's, yeah, it's magic. I would uh, agree 110%. Um, there's, 
and we probably both could put out some pretty good theories about what it is. And if the <laughs> listeners are the listeners are going, if you don't follow that thread, we're gonna because <laughs> I'm not gonna follow that thread. I'm gonna go other places. I'm watching the clock, 12 minutes in. I think that there's um there's an enormous disparity between the there's a power dichotomy, right? So the the person running the show, I mean, yeah, we're both sitting in front of, you know, n- not necessarily this one, but in general, there's two mics or three or four mics, and there's a bunch of people sitting around and you can make a case for probably the host is leading, but I've been in conversations on my show where I'm not leading, I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> but we all know, everybody in the room, everybody in the world knows that when we press stop, I have the audio file, right? I'm the guy that decides, does it get edited? Does it get put out? And that's like some sort of bedrock that sits underneath everything. And I've, I've often thought that the power that one has, so like you're in the host's conceptual role, so you have all this power. And then when you show up and you're a nice, decent you know, vulnerable co-creator of space. So it's not just me always talking all these things that you do. There's like a multiplier effect. It's like, like the other people go, Oh, and you're nice. And you're like, you know, you have all the power. I'm afraid of a microphone and, Oh, you're going to be decent. Oh, you're going to let me talk. Oh, you're going to let me have this space. I think there's something about that combination that like multiplies the magic. That's my personal wild ass guests combined on top of some, what I've seen. <laughs> and I, I just think that that's, that's somehow part of the magic that the guests, even if they're showing up in a zoom call two minutes beforehand, they get some glimpse of how hard you work. You know, they, they do have an idea when they hear it, they're like, wow, somebody worked on this. I don't know who it was, but somebody did a good job because I don't think that's what I sounded like. So it's some combination of all the work that they know where the podcast host is putting in and that power and how kind good podcast good podcasters choose to be with that power but just me riffing off what you were oh yeah no for sure i think you know you do it very well in that you share a lot of what is real for you and it's something i probably struggled with in the beginning was you know just asking questions and i'm still proud of you know starting you gotta start somewhere right um and what i've been able to do is get better at sharing what's real to me along the way so if a good question prompts an incredible answer from a guest and it sparks something in me you know ultimately i'm there to learn i would probably keep doing the podcast even if no one was listening because it invites me into the lives of other people yeah it's it's crazy so you know to your point you know not necessarily trying to, you know, just create this space for someone to solely come on and share their story and then the, the conversation ends there. Like the relationships that I've been able to build since, you know, having old old school friends or complete strangers on my podcast, it's been incredible. And I think the magic is Initially, I, I used to think it was very like a one-way flow. Like you've got your guest, which in this mm. case would be me, you know, coming on and sharing my thoughts, my wisdom in, you know, air quote. Right, right. Because um, I, you know, yeah. I don't know if this is all wisdom. This might seem like complete ramblings of a madman. Um, but <laughs> Then I agree with you. It's the ramblings of two madmen, but keep going. Two madmen. But when you yeah you, when you go back and do that editing process you know that's that's the reverse flow 
and that's you providing that platform. And what balances that out, which is something I've come to realize, is you, the host, is me, the host, when I am the host, sharing the thing. So it's like we're two collaborators. We're just jumping on. We're having a conversation. It doesn't have to be this formal thing. We're not throwing to an ad break and then debriefing about what you thought, you know, during that process. It's like, hey, we're live, but... We can edit anything out, sure, but just go. Yeah, just riff. You know, if you lose your train of thought, just say, okay, well, fuck it. I, I, lost, I my lost my train of thought. thought. <laughs> if, you, if you swear like I just did, well, it can be edited out. But or it's not. Like, <laughs> exactly. And it's, that's the beauty of podcasting. Like, it's so real. And, you know, those first few episodes, I used to stay up because, you know, I worked I worked a real job again in air quotes. I worked a job mm. that wasn't, wasn't podcasting. It wasn't something that I... I loved when I first started my podcast and the opportunities that have come from it have been immense. And I won't go down that path because that's a huge like rabbit hole. But I used to edit from like 9 p.m. at night when I got home from soccer training through to like 6 a.m. in the morning. I would just Mm. do the edit, but it would take me that long, right? And I wasn't sitting there constantly going. I'd get up and go for breaks every time and it would be an overnight thing. But I remember probably for the first 15 to 20 episodes, it would take me 10 to 12 hours to edit something. And I was taking out every little arm and yeah, and all these polishing. Yeah, which, you know, I don't think is necessary. It's not. You know, if, if you have something that could be edited out that's maybe a couple of minutes or, you know, 20 to 30 yeah. seconds, take that out. But I've just found that the creative process of podcasting for me is like you have the conversation, you, you ask questions that are going to unlock something not only for yourself, but hopefully for others, but primarily for yourself. If you're communicating something that's real to you, it will probably spark something in others. Um, I've gone down, yeah, multiple little rabbit holes there, but I think it's it's the point of, yeah, when you as the host go back and share that and create it and do whatever you do, the other person is like, wow, yeah, this person does care. It's like, here's this thing, here's this piece of art that's now out in the world, here's this communication that I can share with others. Or even if I don't, it's out there. It's going to be shared. It's going to spread. How much in the time take away? Um, anything that was on your mind on your like this is like sometimes I just go to like easy throwaway question or, or easy go to question. Anything on your mind that you were like, oh, I hope we get to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet. Well, I wanted to ask you how you came across like the podcasting fellowship and Seth. I mean, I thought about the story that led me there and ah, maybe I've been a good, on the way there, but yeah, it's, it's a good it's story. That, um, <laughs> I don't know that it's a good story, but it's better be a good story, right? I started and part of the problem is uh, I think I started podcasting in 2017 and I have to go look. So I started a podcast which grew out of a project that originally grew out of me rediscovering movement when I was 40. So I started, I, I fell into parkour, no pun intended. And I started hanging out with people who were half my age, just running and jumping and playing. And I wound up trying to become a nicer person just because I was like, I'd come back. I'm like, oh, I didn't like that joke I made, or I don't like that. I always have to be the, you know, the big loud kid. Cause that's what I was growing up. So I started changing who I was. I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to like not curse. You know, like if I curse at all, I have to just, without saying what I'm doing, just do a bunch of, like I just started this self-improvement program. And then the more I traveled and went to parkour events all over the place, I started having cool conversations with people, just regular people who were training. 
And then I traveled more and I started having conversations with people who were well-known. And then people started sitting down next to us and listening. And then somebody one day said, you should record that. It'd be a podcast. So I wound up with this, these great conversations that I was just having that were doing all the things you were describing, this magic unlock. And it never occurred to me to record them. And then one day it occurred to me to record them. And then it, then it got out of hand. So the podcast grew out of, I already had the content. I already had the access. I was already having the conversations. I'm not saying I was very good at it, but I was already sure. doing that and just listening and going, I don't know, tell me more about that. So when I started recording, I kind of had like the, what should I record was already like, yeah, that stuff. Um, and <laughs> the podcast was out for like a year and a half. I went and I was like 20 or 30 episodes in. And then I took the third cohort of the podcasting fellowship at the time, as it was called. So I yeah. showed up with a completely existing project with like 20,000 downloads. And, and I went, I'm going to tear it all apart. And I like redid the intro and I redid like how I was like, <laughs> just like went and found all these unknown unknowns. So I didn't have to figure out cover art. It was already out there. It was already in Apple. Like all these things were already done, but I had just as much fun as I see the students do these days, tearing it all for me, tearing it all apart and yeah. going, I don't know, how are you doing it? And people are like, why are you doing it that way? I'm like, well, I don't know. I've always done it that way. So I, I kind of like realized that part of the piece that I was missing was a cohort in crime, like a, an out brain of people that I could hang out with, you know, people like you and the uh, other coaches and all this stuff. So I, I jumped on it when I saw Seth, you know, advertise it. I didn't see the, the mentions of the first two. The third one was the first one I saw. Yeah. No, it was, it was kind of like, uh, to me, the, the short, the TLDR too long, didn't read the, the <laughs> TLDR is I kind of like was podcasting and then realized that I was in a lane that merged with a highway, you know, like, we really like, Oh, you know, and I looked to the left, there's like 9,000 cars. I'm like, Oh, this is a thing. You know, oh, <laughs> I just, I just, oh, I just put my turn signal on and went over one lane. I'm like, ah, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> That's oh, what happened to me. That's such so. a good analogy. I think <laughs> cohort that you touched on there is something that's so underrated in what, like in the community that we're a part yeah. of. But, and, and thank you for sharing that. How did you come across Seth though? That's something that I love asking people in this community. Oh, oh I've been reading Seth's blog, like for, I don't yeah. know, for whatever, 10, 15 years, whatever. I'm, a, I'm an old RSS hat guy. So oh, I'm, nice. um, and, I, I'm, any, any re recollection of how you like came across, like did someone introduce you with a book? Um, recommend probably it? somebody referred to, so I've, been working on the internet since 1994. So somebody probably wrote a blog post and mentioned his work. That'd be my guess, but it's way back. In, like I, I the, it certainly wasn't one of his books. Wasn't the first thing that I found. It was definitely, um, and I'm, I'm just like trying to think like who are the old, the longest running bloggers? Like it might've, yeah, it, I'm hesitant to name names because it might not have even been like Daring Fireball or somebody like that. I have no idea, but it's way sure. back there. Yeah, right. Um, but not, not through cool. the books. It was definitely probably some blog post that I found. Um, but yeah, it's nice. <laughs> That's my story. All right. Well, Rin turns the tables and makes us end at 23 minutes with me talking. All right. So it was a blast. Um, <laughs> it's always hard to stop these things, but I try to keep them short for other people's time. Yeah, so no, thanks sure. for taking the time. Thanks for, I don't know, getting up early and I'm need to go have my dinner now. So it's a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Craig. Cheers. <laughs>